welcome everyone to a very special installment of the Comic Multiverse. It's the big post-Fandome show, Matt, and it is Dome, not Fandom, as I've been desperately <laughs> trying to get over. The Fandome, yes, because it was in the Dome. Yes, I guess so. I just really, I guess part of me just secretly wanted Aisha Tyler to come out there and be like, hey, guess what? It's Dom in time, but it wasn't. <laughs> Might I say, Aisha Tyler, it was surprising to see her there, because it's like, doesn't usually Ubisoft get her every year, but I guess, you know, uh, they snatched her up. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get, well, I guess there's no, like, actual, like, E3 this year, and mm-hmm. with all Ubisoft's going on, they've got other things to worry about, and, and as well, like, yeah, yeah she, she wasn't insufferable like she was in those E3 videos, where she's trying all that humor that just doesn't work. <laughs> She uh, she was by far the best host. Mm-hmm. In fact, she got the biggest interview of all, getting to talk to Matt Reeves about the new Batman. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She was very good at her job and also, you know, perfectly lines up too because we're getting a new season of Archer soon. So the second I saw her, I was just, Lana, Lana, <laughs> Lana. <laughs> you, you, you see, this is why they pre-recorded all these things, people. Not because, you know, AT&T fired a bunch of people and it's a grim specter that hands over the event. It's because they didn't want fans like us to ruin fandom. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, boy, there was a couple minutes there where I'm sure fans uh, would really have, uh, would have spammed the chat if these weren't pre-recorded. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I could, I could see, like, because in the, in the live stream there was a chat chat as well and yeah you could i could tell you'd have people spamming it if it was live yeah yeah some of these too you could tell like oh you recorded these months ago didn't Mm. you Mm. like back when the event was announced yeah you uh you could tell that some of these were old because jim lee uh still had life and happiness in his eyes (laughs) before the great bloodletting there was a whole bit there where he's talking to a guy about his art it's like yeah man your art looks so great oh i love your style i love your everything like is he gonna offer him a job at the end of this oh no no we we can't hire anybody right now i'm sorry uh that was filmed the day before all of this went down (laughs) fuck also hey i guess a big piece of news that predates even the show itself uh it was supposed to be longer it was supposed to actually involve new comic book stuff, but uh, that got cut up and moved. Yeah, to, to like, what, three weeks ago? Or three weeks from now or something, on September 13th or something? Something like so that. So it's just also, an afterthought. Yeah, also, thank you, Motorizer the Great. Uh, again, to quote our mutual friend and comic book YouTuber, Professor Thorgy, oh, great, it's like, you know, an amalgamation of everything I was afraid about in this new AT&T era of dc comics fuck the comics we only care about movies and tv and video games get out of here with your damn funny books yep yep we got one we got one comic book thing really and it was really kind of and it felt like it was like a last minute thing and also because a movie guy wrote it yep you know screw all these other writers movie guy yep is what it's all about. Oh, we uh, we love Professor Thorgy too, Gamma. He is in uh, my D&D game, Capes and Quests, every other Thursday. Plug within a plug for a show I'm already <laughs> doing. But uh, yeah, Matt was nice enough to put together kind of a timeline of events within uh, the show itself. So we're going to go through here and we're going to check it out. We're going to give our thoughts and everything. And it's going to be a good time. we got at least 30 people joining us here on a Saturday. Thank you for that. We know this isn't our normal day. Yeah, we have perfect time for it as well. Oh, yeah. Finished like, what, 30 minutes ago? Yeah, at least. 
Oh, the chat says September 12th. Okay. Is, is part two, which again makes sense. And uh, as I've said before, most of the comic changes aren't going to probably matter because, again, I think we're in a holding pattern until January, until Death Metal ends. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we'll hop right on into this. Now, I watched most of Fandom. You actually woke up ridiculously early to watch it. Well, I kind of had to because it's, for me, for, for people in America, it started at, like, what, 7 o'clock at night or something? Some Six. reasonable hour. For me, it started at 3 o'clock in the morning. So I had to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I've been up Good. since 3 o'clock in the morning. You, you're a real one, Matt. You're an OG. You believe in this. Stuff. I would not have done it. I, I will tell you right now. I'd be like, I'll read about it when I wake up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I, I saw most of the event. I did run some errands at one point, and I did get dinner, and I also switched over and watched AEW for the last couple hours because I knew Brody Lee was winning a title, so I wanted to see it. <laughs> I switched over, uh, but there was like there was like a like a half hour hour break between big panels and i think it was just like some some creator like i think it was like one of those panels jim lee did where he like critiqued artists or something right and there's some ones that we probably won't cover too like the neil gaiman thing hey we love neil gaiman i think it's great that they gave sandman it's due here but also like oh you mean part of that not vertigo imprint that's probably not going to stick around much longer because apparently at&t hates imprints yeah yeah uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> that's what i thought all uh-oh and then they had kind of like a batman and joker centric one that didn't really mean much yeah that was that those those horrible horrible like overdubbed clips yeah. of the animated shows those horrible horrible things which I like that was to promote that you can buy Batman Beyond and uh, the Adam West Batman show mm -hmm. on DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tweeted about this. and I'm like, really, guys, it's 2020 and we're still taking easy pot shots at Adam West Batman. Come the fuck on. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, without him, we wouldn't have had any of this. Show show some respect to the ones who came before <laughs> making fun. I, I will say this right now. I'm laying down the gauntlet. Making fun of Adam West's Batman is hack comedy. It's basic bitchery. It's the nerdy equivalent of what's the deal with airline food? We know it's silly. It was meant to be silly. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Also, the man's dead. Come on. <laughs> give him give him a fucking brag. It was fun to hear Kevin Conroy and Will Delier back together, though. I mean, Christ, at first I'm like, are they going to announce, are they doing a new thing with Batman Beyond? No. <laughs> That's what got me. I was all hyped at first. I'm like, oh, cool, they're doing a Batman Beyond revival. Nah. Nah, nah, just, just making fun of stuff. Just making fun of shit. So they opened it up with actually a pretty big... Uh, panel, and that was the Wonder Woman 1984 panel, which of course was a movie that we probably should have seen soon, or were about to see soon, were it not for you know the horrible pandemic gripping the globe right now. Yeah, I think we'll get to we were meant to have it like around this time, August, wasn't weren't we? It was supposed to be a big summer movie. It was supposed yeah. to be DC's big summer blockbuster, and man. All these movies had the little bitter aftertaste of where it's like, yeah, we got this great movie we can't wait to show you. It's so awesome. We got all these great actors, and we are going to show it to you. Um, We don't fucking know anymore when the world is fixed. I do find it funny because they, they postponed this movie to October, but now well, on like all the posters they released during this event, it only just says only in cinemas. It doesn't give a date. 
Yeah, I was really, I was really, really thinking like, okay, so at the end of this, they're going to say, here's a trailer, and you can watch it in two weeks on HBO Max or something. I really mm. assumed that that's what they were going to say, but no, they didn't say it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could still say that. They could. Again, you know, we'll we'll see how November goes, but <laughs> for all we know, we're not going to be able to leave our houses for a while. But uh, yeah, they brought everyone together. They talked the movie. It was cool. They talked the importance of Wonder Woman. Uh, they showed a new trailer, mm-hmm. which honestly wasn't all that different from the first trailer we saw. And I really liked the first trailer, but we did get to see Kristen Wiig in full cheetah form. Yeah, she looks great in Cheetah Fauna. I'm glad it's not yeah. just that, that terrible outfit she wears where she has, like, the leopard skin. Where it's yeah, like, yeah. this is Cheetah if she was in, like, an early 2000s superhero film. Yeah. But, yeah, Wonder Woman 84 continues to look cool. And I like this idea that, hey, see this, uh, what is it, like, Golden Eagle thing she's got from Kingdom Come? Well, she had to put that on to fight the new form of Cheetah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So she had to upgrade because her villain upgraded. Yeah, that's cool. The, the, the outfit, that outfit looks so good. It is, and very comic accurate, too. I was mm-hmm. I was down for all of it. Yeah, Pat, Patty Jenkins knows what she's doing. Certainly. And then we had a nice little bit from Linda Carter, too, who showed up. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. Again, paying homage to what came before. Notice they're not shitting on the old Wonder Woman show the way they shat on the old Batman show. You know why? Because they only have the old Wonder Woman show to compare it to in live action because they did nothing with Wonder Woman for decades. So now they have to build that up, even though it was just as cheesy. Yeah, yeah. People don't people forget that, that, that it was very much like the Adam West show. Very cheesy. Absolutely. Wonder Woman, and then she spins around, duh, duh, duh. and we loved it because that was all you had back then. <laughs> uh, oh man, C- can we talk about this too? Because obviously, you and I are comic book YouTubers of you know some, uh, you know of some uh, well, no- notoriety. <laughs> yeah, Infa- I, I, inf- infamous. <laughs> yeah, if I, I was trying to like tone it down a little bit more, like of some repute. No, that's too much. Of some influence. Now turn it down a little bit more, Joel. <laughs> We're comic book YouTubers. People look at us sometimes. People people pay two bits again. And uh, obviously, as part of this DC fandom thing, they gave people like us the chance to ask questions first. And I wrote a question not thinking like, no, it's a fucking, you know, stream show. They want videos and shit. And uh, I wrote a question. Didn't get read on the thing. I did it for Suicide Squad. But honestly, looking at the video submissions that they did here, uh, I'm glad I didn't. Because coming so close to the firing and the AT&T shit, it's like, oh, oh, this is gross. Oh, you guys are weaponizing the fan joy to cover up for all the bad stuff that's happened. It's like, but look how happy these people are. Yeah, yeah, you could tell they, they kind of edited it in that way. That's like, don't look at this fire raging over here. Look at look at yeah. this. There's rainbows and cupcakes. Yeah, we uh, we took messages from all over the world, and look how happy they are. And we even let one little boy ask James Gunn a question, even though he like clearly recorded it on a freaking potato, and they had to just put the Suicide Squad logo over it to cover <laughs> up his bad video. <laughs> and I'm like, well, shit, if I knew that, maybe I would have put a little production quality in But then it's like, no, no, I'm actually really glad that I will not be a part of this, because... A lot of fandom was enjoyable. It was stuff that I would have liked anyway, whether it was part of an event or not. But the rest of it was like, ooh, this is some cold, calculated marketing stunt bullshit that I do not like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And we'll cover that some more because, you know, as I mentioned, even though there's a lot of stuff I liked here, there's some stuff that felt gross and felt very corporately mandated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, Wonder Woman 84 gets a thumb up. I hope I can see it soon, even though I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll see it sometime, maybe? You know what it is? I bet they don't want to budge. I bet, you know, they let Mulan come out from Disney, but I bet they're waiting to be like, look, if they put Black Widow out, we'll put this out. Well, I think they're waiting to see what Tenant does, because Tenant mm. is technically out in my country right now. Um, oh, nice. I can't go see it because fucking Corona's everywhere around me. Um, so it'll be interesting. And that's coming out in, in September in the States as well. So it'll be interesting to see what numbers that does. And I think hey, they might be going off of that. Hey, do you love Wonder Woman? Is it good enough to risk your fucking life for? <laughs> and the life of those around you? That's a hell of a marketing campaign. Man, did you see... Again, I don't watch TV except for when I watch AEW because I get commercials on there. And uh, they had one for Unhinged, that new Russell Crowe movie. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, you know, it's the number one movie in America. I'm like, it's the only fucking new movie out. How how are you wearing that as a feather in your cap, you fucking sociopath? And then one of the reviews were like, a movie worth getting out for. I'm like, a, a movie worth breaking quarantine for? I don't believe it. Not for <laughs> Russell Crowe drives angry. <laughs> yeah, I'll wait for VOD on that. <laughs> for real, man. I think, I think it's also out on VOD, too, is the funny thing. <laughs> I think I passed it on some VOD, and I'm like, oh, God, no. But then again, excellent casting, because I do believe uh, Russell Crowe is a man who would go insane if he got cut off in traffic and try and kill someone. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Is there a scene where he throws a phone, though, just to really make it organic and I, true to life? Probably. Probably. I sure hope so. But yeah, Wonder Woman, pretty cool. I'm excited for the Wonder Woman. Uh, next up, we had some video game news here for Gotham Knights. And boy, isn't it refreshing and kind of fun and kind of different to see the video games given a place of prominence right next to the movies and the TV shows? Yeah, they're not an afterthought now. Everyone likes these video games as well. So and it kind of makes sense. And, like, I think that Spider-Man game really helped push it over the top. Where it's like, guys, these sell a lot. You can make as much, if not more, money off these than you do on movies and TV. Yep. Like, everyone likes these and plays these now. Why Why aren't you, you know, trying to pimp these? And uh, so a, a lot of interesting stuff in this one. I thought this was connected to the Arkham universe. Apparently it is not. Apparently it's its own brand new thing. Yeah, no, that, that's what really surprised me and kind of took me out of it a little bit because i'm like because yeah. i expected it to be a follow-up to that like because what, what happened in arkham knight like bruce faked his death and i figured that that's where the story was going to go whereas these heroes come and sort of step up to fill that gap right and uh, i never actually finished arkham knight all these years <laughs> later <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty bad it's pretty bad so i was so i was gonna ask you and i was gonna take your word for it but uh, yeah you play the sidekicks this time around which you know what fucking a it's about time you can have a batman game without batman it's a full-on bat family game got some co-op going on and uh it's an rpg now because we see there's different costume builds and shit going on and it does that thing where you hit the enemy and numbers pop up on screen so yeah there's gonna be builds and probably loot and probably loot boxes to go along with it but yeah, still it's wb there's gonna be microtransactions Oh God! It's gonna be Shadows of Mordor all over again. Get your get your bat starter pass, everyone. Yep, yep. The, 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 you, it's funny you mentioned uh, 
uh, Mordor, that they should they should definitely make use of that Nemesis system. Yeah, because oh that hasn't God. been used in any other game, and it's such a genius fucking system. And perfect for an urban crime yeah. game. Like, hey, this little thug got away, but now he's a capo of his own crime family, and mm -hmm. he's got body armor and a rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. Or like, you know, you beat up a random thug, and now he's a super villain. Now he's got a dumb gimmick. Now he's Condiment King. <laughs> That's fucking cool. Uh, so for the game, obviously, we have Dick Grayson, Nightwing, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, Damien is Robin, so I guess Tim you know Tim... Tim Drake, I think. Oh, I thought it was uh, Damien. No one could tell me for sure if I'm, it was one of the. I'm other. sure I saw one of the people involved in the game say it was Tim. I'm okay, sure. I'm, I'm sure I could I, be wrong, but I'm, I saw I, Tim's name floating around. I, I guess it is Tim because he's using a bow staff, and if it was Damien, he'd have a sword, right? Mm -hmm. Which then again, hey DLC, everyone, did you not get the Robin or Batgirl you like? Don't worry, here's the <laughs> brand new pass where we got uh, Cassandra and we got Stephanie and we got Damien and Duke and everybody. Oh yeah, you know they're gonna do that. You know that. Which, which you know, I'm like, yeah, if I fucking get the one I want, you know, I'll, I'll pay for <laughs> that one because I'm because I'm part of the problem, Matt. <laughs> I have a problem. Now, uh, we got to see a little of Batgirl gameplay, and we got to see a little bit of uh, Tim gameplay. No Red Hood gameplay, which is a shame, because obviously he's the one who uses guns, non-lethal guns, I suppose, and I really, really want to see how the fuck that works. How does he play differently than the others? Because I can only assume they all play differently. Well, I, I would actually hope they do play differently. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, what we saw looked pretty cool. I, I like Batgirl's whole thing. Um, I like uh, like the little bit we saw of Tim, how he's got like like a teleportation disc or some yeah. some weird thing. They said they were using the Justice League Watchtower to teleport just a little bit, and I'm like, that's kind of clever. And also, yeah, why don't they do that in the comics if they could just <laughs> Nightcrawler the fuck around? <laughs> Uh, the story of this one, too, this is the long-awaited uh, Court of Owls game that everyone was assuming, which, yeah, for a big co-op game, makes sense for a crazy cult to be the villain. We also saw some stuff with Mr. Freeze. Uh, man, uh, apparently, too, Scott Snyder actually got called into their offices on this one and actually helped them flesh out some stuff with the owls, so that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. Here's the thing that got me. They use a creepy nursery rhyme for the owls, but it's not the creepy nursery rhyme that Snyder wrote. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe they couldn't get licensing or something on it. I don't know. Maybe DC that's, wouldn't allow it. <laughs> that's weird because like his poem is perfect. They watch you at your perch, you know, behind yeah, the yeah. lime and stone. Da, 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 the, the owls. I guess this is you know typical other genres. They have to do their own thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this uh, this one looks pretty cool. I'm definitely excited for this one. And uh, you know, obviously the big you know uh, inciting incident is that Batman dies. So the sidekicks have to take up for him. I said on Twitter, I bet you a hundred bucks. No, I just faked my death to bring out the Court of Owls. Or, oh no, Talon Bruce is the final boss. Yeah, it'll it'll be something like that. Yeah, Bruce will be a, a Talon at the end. He'll be the one that we saw in the trailer, you know, that jumped at the screen. Absolutely. You know, they'll fight him and they'll like break his mask and it'll be Bruce. And that'll oh, be no. where the game ends. Or they'll do some crazy shit where it's like, why does the leader of uh, the Court of Owls look like Bruce? I'm not Bruce. I'm Lincoln March, his long-lost brother. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. 
if they did that, then the games would officially be doing more with Lincoln Marks than the comics are. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, but the thing is, like, when, when as soon as he reveals himself, he just he gets collected by a truck and killed. Oh man. <laughs> also, too, uh, the streets actually looked like it had people on it this time, like actual innocent people that you can't run over, and cops fighting with criminals. How much of that do you think is going to be out in the final version? Mm, yeah, that's the thing. You can't really trust these trailers big crowds are the first thing that get cut yeah i i don't know because yeah that was the one thing that i really hated about the arkham games so you, you get a this big city and mm -hmm. there's like no one on the streets except for a couple of thugs they always have to concoct a reason for why gotham city is empty which is a shame because it's like no i want to feel like i am in gotham city with people <laughs> yeah that's like that's part of the thing for reals but uh yeah i mean gotham knights looks pretty slick and it's a cool co-op game which apparently is just the hot flavor right now between Avengers and this and another thing we're going to be talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're all getting into that fucking co-op, four-player game, loot box, RPG, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, in that headspace, which, I mean, hey, you and I will have more content to do. More, yeah. All the more reason people need to donate to the show <laughs> and uh, why I need to get uh, an Elgato capture card <laughs> very soon. <laughs> That's why. Uh all right, so moving on from there, we had the Multiverse 101, and this is one of those panels that made me raise a fucking eyebrow and be like, who, who is this for? If you are watching DC Fandom, then you should know already what the Multiverse is, and you don't need someone to explain it to you. And basically, the bulk of this is just say, hey, did you know the CW TV show Flash is in the same continuity now as the movies? Yeah, because I watched Crisis, motherfucker. Yeah, that's... Yeah, this, this felt like... It wasn't something that was needed, but it felt like, oh, they saw too many people, like, too many normies getting mm. confused. So, like, okay, we'll put a panel out where it's uh, who Jim Lee, uh, Greg Berlanti, and Walter Hamada just confirming everything we already knew. Where it's like, hey, we kind of fucked up making one solid film universe like Marvel, so now everything we do is in continuity, which honestly makes sense for them, because, you know, multiple Earths, anything can happen in the DC universe. And, yeah, well, and that's how the comics are. Everything yeah. is continuity. And, like, look, if you like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, maybe we'll put him in something. And, hey, if you really like Grant Gustin, maybe we'll get rid of Ezra Miller and maybe we'll put him in his place. <laughs> because why yeah, Ezra not? Ezra the Joker Miller. <laughs> uh, no, that's... Oh, we'll get to that when we get to it, how they're riding or dying with Ezra fucking Miller <laughs> one way or another. But, uh, yeah, so it's the multiverse. Uh, also, too, uh, another rumor that I guess kind of got substantiated now because of this and because of other stuff... Uh, Affleck is coming back for at least one more Batman movie. Well, now, no, not a Batman movie, a Flash movie. But right, it's, a Bat least... it's technically a Batman movie because there's two fucking Batman in it. There you go. So he's coming back for Flashpoint, which basically means, okay, so you talked Affleck into going out on his own terms now instead of being the Batman who flamed out with rehab and, you know, bad movies and everything. He at least gets to say goodbye on his own terms. And if he's being there... With the fact that they're already going ahead with a new uh, Robert Pattinson thing, I guess we can make it official now that probably Keaton is going to be in here too, and we're going to see multiple generations of Batman in whatever Flashpoint movie they're ultimately going to be doing. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be building building to that. And again, again going back to uh, the uh, Crisis of Infinite CW stuff and how that's now officially canon, yeah um, officially canon to the flash film with how flash gets his name and everything um 
that also means that the movies aren't actually the prime universe <laughs> because as we saw in crisis uh the earth prime is the cw the the supergirl yeah. that universe oops <laughs> oh well could be worse i guess and also too it's like oh so you're gonna have multiple batman in your flash movie won't won't they end up stealing focus from the flash yeah, i guess you don't care of course uh, that is, that's the thing with dc if you're not sure about a film you just throw bat throw batman in there and then and it, it makes you know 400 million in the opening weekend the the entire flash pa- uh, panel for the movie again felt very much like corporately mandated revisionist history oh oh we loved working on this film and oh we love working with ezra and oh we loved the script when we first saw it which script you've gone through several plus many rewrites and multiple directors which one are you talking about you don't even know which one you're talking about you're just saying what they fucking told you to say yeah again that that whole panel just felt like i again again they didn't they never even talked to to either they wouldn't in in a fandom event but they never talked about the whole thing of ezra fucking choking a woman and on footage, no. on video um but um no. We they, just hope you're stupid and you forgot. They, no, but they did their best in this in this uh, panel to like show that he's he's exactly like Barry Allen. Look look how fun Aren't this they? is. How do you do, fellow kids? Yeah, like literally, this was a big big joy offensive for Ezra Miller. Where it's like Ezra's so great. Ezra's just like Barry. Don't you love Ezra? Notice I'm saying him Ezra here. Someone actually told me on Twitter, apparently he's gender non-binary. And in fact, we kind of saw that later when he did, uh, what is it, his bit for uh, the Snyder Cut. So again, I'm not going to refer to him as that. And also, hey, I'm glad you brought this up, Matt. New costume too, made for him by Batman. Oh, goody. So the Flash didn't even make his own costume anymore in this universe. Excellent. No, no. And again, it, it, I have to see it actually, because we only saw it in concepts art. So I have to see it in like a physical form. But like from what we've seen in concept art, it was like, why is it like why is it all in like shadow and dark and like why is there like always lines or like light on it like just make a fucking red fucking spandex costume it's not that how, hard how hard is that also literally getting horrible flashbacks to green lantern where it's like why why is it a muscle suit why does mm-hmm. it have lights all over it yeah like like how that suit was meant to be organic yeah you you've overthought it once again i mean i I guess I'm glad it's not an armored monstrosity anymore. I guess I'm glad he doesn't look like a Power Ranger. And yeah, as the chat says, ah, so they're copying MCU and Spider-Man. Hey, at least Spider-Man built his own suit by the time that second movie came Mm -hmm. around. This is the Flash's second appearance. And he had built a suit before, and now he's taking one Mm -hmm. from Batman. And as well, this is his first film. And in his first film, he's getting a suit built by Batman. (laughs) Yeah, at least Spider-Man had like two other film franchises before this. It's a, it's a hell of a thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could still be good, but honestly, it, it feels like they're putting too much on this film. Like, it can't be a Flash solo project because we need to say goodbye to all these Batman and do all this Batman-centric stuff. And probably, I can only assume, within like the hour two hour runtime in this you know explain the dc multiverse and how maybe we could have multiple characters stop in as we see fit yep they have to also explain the multiverse uh, not the multiverse the uh speed force to people who don't know what the speed force is and they tease that as well oh goody 
Yep, so they've got to explain that. Uh, I can't wait to see how they explain that, considering the show, the TV show, did such a good job of explaining it. As cool guy in the chat says, why is Flashpoint the first Flash movie? Uh, why was uh, Dark Knight Returns and Death of Superman, Batman Fuck. v Superman? Why Why does DC they always do seem to do this? Everything is ass backwards with them. Yeah, for real. God damn. Don't worry, if this one crashes and burns, maybe we will just get Grant Gustin. They're just like, fuck it, he's the movie Flash now, just why not? Just do it. Just, why? Just do it. Just do it. Just I love up, that, keeps... up that whole cast to, like, movie level and uh, just watch the magic. Yeah, no one would care, and if you no. wrote it right, it would be fine. Just don't lean too heavy on what happened to the show. Do do the anime bullshit where it's like, yeah, it's the movie version of the anime. All the stuff that happened in the show happened, we're just not going to refer to because what's happening in the movie is more important. No, or, or what you do is you just do, like, it's like, it's the multiverse. It's, it's Grant Gustin as the Flash, but it's not the tv flash it's like a different flash uh, and it's the same people and everything it's just a different earth just just slightly off that rick and morty curb is what it <laughs> is <laughs> yeah that's all right i'm fine with that that's cool man again i want to be excited for the flash movie i really do but everything they tell me about it just makes it sound fucking tedious i know it just why why how many directors has it been through how many directors and how many writers it's been through you like five or six hasn't it like yeah like three or four directors that i know of and probably more writers that i can count shit miller and morrison were writing a script at one point how bad did production get that the right that the star of the movie is writing it also wasn't there something as like yeah because he because ezra miller hired uh morrison to write the script and wasn't there something was like if his script didn't get picked he would just leave something like that yeah, so his script didn't get picked so why didn't he leave did they offer him uh, more money or is it one of those things where it's like we're in too deep now we can't just can't is ride or I'm, die <laughs> I'm, gl I'm glad you said that Matt. uh i don't think he left because uh he can't go nowhere else at the moment <laughs> what with the whole choking fiasco and a lot of people one guy was arguing with me on twitter it's like well surely they must have worked it out because if they did they wouldn't have him at fandom and i'm like uh Dude, do you know how much time, money, directors, and resources they've already dumped into this project? They need to come out with something. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, lots of bad people in Hollywood still get to keep their jobs. Friggin' Max Landis is a giant sleaze and he runs a script doctoring company now. Marky Mark committed a hate crime in his youth and still gets to be in movies. Yeah, yeah. Friggin' out. Uh, what is it? Uh, Woody Allen. The, just the whole career of Woody Allen. <laughs> Roman Polanski. <laughs> yeah, just the whole career of these the, guys. I, there I, was that I, thing I, with I, Roman Polanski where it's like a couple of years ago he presented a movie at, I think it was like Cannes or something, and everyone stood up and clapped in. I'm like, you're clapping a fucking sex offender, an underage I, sex offender, a pedophile. Yeah, man, I wish I lived in the world of this guy where there was justice and everything was free and, you know, balanced, but unfortunately it isn't. <laughs> and because we're talking about Flash, a lot of people brought up to where they're like, wait, wait, so let me get this straight. Elongated man makes some horrible comments eight, ten years ago, and they fire him on the spot. We have video evidence of Ezra Miller choke slamming a woman like Kane, but he still gets to be in the movie. Again, yeah, it's 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 a it's a strange double standard. And again, Strange. 
And that's why everyone started kissing his ass in this to make it try and go away. And you could tell Miller had been hiding out for a bit with his freaking <laughs> Alan Moore beard and caveman hair. I'm like, oh, you've just been hiding out waiting for this to end. Ah. Yeah. Also, they you can tell as well because they didn't film those the people together. So, Dude. so like Ezra would record all of his lines, and then the other two would record their lines o- yeah. over his sort of yeah. thing yeah so no one was in like the same zoom call at the same time no of course not uh man, the, uh someone in the chat brought up amber heard yeah they've yet to say anything about amber heard mm-hmm. either and that shit with her and johnny depp is getting real bad the more stuff that comes out about that yep yep we're we're, we're dc we ride or die out here <laughs> we always ride or die <laughs> uh yeah i'm glad you mentioned the actual like uh production quality of this yeah the editing was not good and i do not blame them as someone who has also had to edit many zoom calls and skype calls together myself it will never look 100 percent good but you're a big rich company and probably should have put more in this than you did i'm surprised <sighs> what company was it was it i think it might have been for that tiger king special um, yes, where yeah. where they where they when they shot because they shot that as well like like this during COVID and everything. But what yeah, they yeah, did yeah. with that is apparently they sent all the people that were they they had lined up for interviews or the big main people. They sent them iPhones to record on, yeah, so it would be complete like really good quality and whatnot. And then they'd send the iPhones in and they would take the footage off of them. That's how you got to do it. So everything matches mm-hmm. in video quality and sound because no one is going to have the same audio and visual setup. Yeah. Again, you know this. I know this from working online. You would think this big company would know this. <laughs> you would think so. You would think so. But this this is the this is the same company that gave a guy $20 million to half finish a film and then make him shoot it in fucking four by six. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. Also, too, uh, all the other hosts, and I don't mean to slag these people off because clearly they're just fans like us and probably also have YouTube channels and work for websites, and I'll probably run into them again. You can tell they're not for pe- professional hosts, and only Aisha Tyler was the only professional host they got to bookend the actual event itself. Everyone else was kind of like, oh, oh, you could only do this in one take, huh? And that was the best one? Yeah. Yeah, the one take or like they had to rush to do it because it was such a last minute thing or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Like, I like that they made it international. I like <laughs> that they had a lot of people in a lot of different countries. That was a cool idea. But again, you did it a little under the gun. Which, mm, mm. <laughs> As someone says, yeah, we know this from Thunderdome. Absolutely, JT <laughs> People who have seen it will know what Thunderdome was about. See, why didn't they have like all these people fighting in that dome, in the DC fandom? Ah, oh, next year, man, if this becomes a thing. <laughs> Gotta fight it out in the DC Phantom. <laughs> but yeah, that that was rough. And also, too, I don't know who edited this, but I bet you, I bet you whoever edited this did it for exposure and didn't actually get paid for this. Was that, was that why, like, every panel ended, like, fucking abruptly and just, like, transitioned, or not even a transition, it was just, like, a hard cut to, like, a own Aquaman on DVD? This was some intern being like, hey, can you go home and edit this over the weekend? Thanks. No, you won't get a bonus for this. <laughs> and they'll probably let go in that AT&T fucking <sighs> thing. <laughs> or again, they reached out to fans like us and they're like, hey, you have a YouTube channel. You can edit stuff. Would you like to edit this event for us? Cool. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have mind doing that. <laughs> 
Again, where it's like, do I get my name in the credits? I think they did actually have credits at the end, so there you go. <laughs> I, I yeah, I think they did. I think they had because they put all the music they had out throughout the thing up, all the like the songs they had. Yeah. Oh, uh, D. Cappy says there that uh, actually a bunch of the hosts and presenters were from Rooster Teeth and Red versus Blue. Really, I did not know that. Ah, uh, yes, Rooster Teeth. They rent out to literally everyone. Well, and also too, doesn't Warner Brothers own Rooster Teeth yeah. now? Yep. There, that makes sense. So everyone under their again, within their own wheelhouse and within their own, you know, mm-hmm. kind of subsidiaries. Yeah, that all adds up. Yeah, that all adds up together. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I, I see. I, I was a PlayStation guy, so I never played Halo, so I never got into Red versus Blue. Even though I know like Red versus Blue became fucking huge and moved on from being like a comedy oh, yeah. to a serious drama and like a bunch of other shit. And the editing got amazing by the end. It did, yeah, yeah. I've seen. I haven't seen a lot of it, but the stuff I've seen, it looks pretty damn good. Same. Where I'm just like, wait, this this started as just like some weird machinima shit, and it became yeah. this, really? Yeah. And now they have their own shows and everything on there on Rooster Teeth that they've started, their own original shit. Mm-hmm. I think they're like the, the, the like last original people from like Machinima to, to come over to like Rooster Teeth and stuff. That's that's pretty dope, man. I like that. It's become The Simpsons, but yes, our PB <laughs> is still around. Wow. Yeah, I guess it is The Simpsons of online shit because it's been around forever. Mm, 13 seasons, apparently. Oh, hot damn. Oh, that's good. Well, man. Again, during quarantine, if I get hard up on viewing, maybe I'll finally sit down and give it a look. <laughs> uh, all right. So after the Flash stuff, we move on to the Suicide Squad, which was definitely maybe my thing that I wanted to see the most, to see James Gunn get to talk about this. And boy, was it good. Man, it was everything I wanted it to be. And also, it's nothing like the original Suicide Squad movie. And I, it's all the better for it. You, uh, you said it perfectly, Matt, there, where it's like, I like that no one looks like a, a Hot Topic reject anymore. And I'm like, yeah, they all they all grew up and stopped shopping at Hot Topic. Yeah, they're, they're not coke addicts anymore. No, they actually look like how they're supposed to be from the comics. And James Gunn unabashedly saying, I love the comics and I love the John Ostrander run. And I brought John Ostrander to set and asked him what he thought. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Geez, uh, Warner Brothers, AT&T, it's like comics are important or something. It's like it's the lifeblood of these creative endeavors or something. Yeah. Yeah, again, just to, like, get back off top, the the messages here were really weird because, yeah, we've seen that AT&T aren't fucking interested in comics or anything or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Yet, like, 90% of the panels were just, like, people like Jim Lee or James Gunn or something gushing over comics and how awesome they are. It's sending a weird message, isn't it? There's this weird double standard going on. Yeah, but then then you'd have fucking people like fucking Zack Snyder saying this is this is these aren't fucking Saturday morning kids cartoons. This is for grown-ups. Uh, or or my absolute favorite, Todd Phillips. I didn't set out to make a comic book movie. Well, you didn't, bro. So yeah, <laughs> trust me. I I knew you didn't need to tell. I cannot believe that they put that in the fucking package. I didn't set out to make a comic book movie. Comics are dumb, says Todd Phillips. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So, yeah, The Suicide Squad is awesome. I, I, I love the design work. Harley looks better than she oh ever has. Oh, my God, her best costume, and it only took three films. This this might be the best Harley movie. Uh, Rick Flagg is wearing his yellow shirt. He God looks damn. like a character. 
Yeah, he looks like a fucking character. Uh, we know who everyone is playing now. Uh, Idris Elba, who apparently we were all wrong until this last moment. He's playing a character called Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An old Superman villain. Yes, there's actually been quite a few blood sports, and one of them was a white supremacist, which I thought was funny. He even wore an iron cross and everything. Yeah, as I as I said to you on Twitter, it'd be funny if he was that version of of blood sport, but it was like yeah. that Dave Chappelle skit where he's the the blind white supremacist and doesn't realize he's black. He doesn't. He doesn't know. Or again, <laughs> because he wears a face covering mask, all the other villains are like, "Yeah, you're that racist guy, aren't you? Yeah, you're that racist guy." Bloodsport. No, no, I'm Bloodsport <laughs> three. You're thinking of Bloodsport one. <laughs> that would be funny. John Cena as Peacemaker, which oh my god, I never thought they would actually do a screen accurate version of the Peacemaker I, costume. Like, like when when you, when you look at Peacemaker, you think, oh. If they do him, they're never going to do that fucking helmet he wears, that fucking weird mm-hmm. golden. But they fucking did it, and it looks fucking yeah, awesome. Man, I think John Cena might actually be the next rock and like wrestler turned actor because he has this weird, enjoyable charisma. Mm. And where he's like, yeah, you know, uh, Peacemaker, he's Captain America if he was a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, he's got a real likability about him, and he's funny as well. Yes, he is. He has a great sense of humor. Uh, King Shark is in the movie, but we don't actually know who's playing him, which I thought was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we only got to see the guy who's like body doubling him on set, like as doing like the the motion capture and everything. A lot of a lot of people are theorizing that Taiko Waititi might actually slide see, into that. I don't think it's him. I don't think I think because I, I think we we heard that Starro is going to be the villain of mm-hmm. the over, and I think that's going to be Taiko Waititi. Oh, that'll be fun too. I look at me. I'm I'm Starro the Conqueror. Yeah. <laughs> Just give him a weird ass voice. I do love that they keep leaning more and more into funny King Shark. Like Ron Funch's performance is so all-encompassing now. King Shark is just funny and everything. Yeah, well, you kind of you either have to do like really kind of funny stuff with him or like really serious, like edgy, like he's a he's a fucking shark, so he's gonna murder you stuff. Mm-hmm. The other thing that really stuck out to me, and we really see it from the poster, oh, oh, this is a war movie now. Cool. Yeah, yeah. The the stuff we saw in that behind-the-scenes stuff showed big battle scenes and stuff. And, yeah, the the, the poster very much reminiscent of, like, old, like, 1950s. Dirty Dozen. Dirty Dozen, uh, the Green Berets, uh, Bridge Too Far, stuff like that. Uh, we got to talk about this, too. Uh, Michael Rooker is Savant. Holy shit. <laughs> and he looks great. <laughs> so Savant, for those of you who don't know, was like the first pretty boy villain for the Birds of Prey back in the day. He's a Gail Simone invention and one of the few prominently gay supervillains, too. I wonder if that will come up in the movie at all. <laughs> I, from the way the panel went, uh, I, I have a feeling that he's he's either going to be the first to die or he's going to die yeah. like like a horrible horrible death oh yeah oh yeah my money is on him and nathan fillion and basically all of uh gun's friends dying first i have a feeling nathan fillion as um fall off boy was is gonna survive it's got to be him or polka dot man and that's got to be the joke that one of the lame ones made it to the very end yeah that's totally got to be the joke in there pete davidson too as blackguard doing his best i'm a cool guy with guns i imagine he too could potentially die early on like i got so many guns i'm so fucking cool dead oh that's okay we got blood spore we already got a gun guy <laughs> yeah i imagine that's probably going to be the joke we can't have two gun guys on the team <laughs> yeah really y'all gotta have your own thing 
Uh, man, I, I was actually excited too to see Jai Courtney again because I'm like, yeah, you're a sleazy Australian playing I, a sleazy Australian. Good I job. went, ba I went back because um, again, I I said like because when I when I thought of like these all don't look like coke addicts, I remembered the first picture of him we saw on as Captain Boomerang, and how mm. he had like that like strung out look that mm -hmm. he'd been off like he'd been on like ketamine for the past seven <laughs> days or something, and then yeah. you look at him here and he's like a completely different character. I know it's amazing what a change in vision does to the film. Yeah, but yeah, I, uh, I am so on board for the Suicide Squad. Again, uh, I hope the world is fixed uh, by August uh, of next year, so you know we can go out of our houses and see it. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to. I, I'm looking so looking forward to. I actually bought a, a shirt with the logo nice. of it on it from the the DC Fandom store. Cool. I rarely do that, but right on. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is good shit, man. I'm more like Suicide Squad, please. Yeah, it looks it looks damn good. And the cast really likes each other. Yeah, that's 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 another thing. They all seem to have had fun making this film. And they played a fun little game there on the panel, and they busted each other's balls, and it was all in love <laughs> and everything, and it was cool. Unlike in some of these other ones where you could really tell it felt like the cast were really uh, what is it, walking around on eggshells. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Gunn just seems like a nice, approachable fella, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got going on there? Okay, so from there, we had the secret panel, which was really funny to me, where it's like, oh, yeah, the secret panel. What's the big secret panel going to be? And it turned out to be Milestone, Milestone Comics, which on one hand, I'm like, oh, fucking dope, yeah, Milestone. But on the other hand, I'm like, why? Why did you make the comic announcement with all the black people the secret one? Should you not like really be trying yeah, to prop sell that up this and you know and, and like hype it up and promote it, especially to just after you got done like a five-year-long uh, ugly legal battle with the Dwayne McDuffie estate? Don't you think you would want to sell this one harder? Mm-hmm. This that was fucking weird. That's like, oh yeah, this is what the secret one is going to be and also this is yet another example of corporately mandated revisionist history because you get reginald hudlin on there where i'm like god damn it i thought you were gone hudlin fuck <laughs> with him being like oh we love Dwayne mcduffie we loved what he built and we loved static now why did you try and rob his widow and his mother and the executor of this state guys why did you try and go ahead without this why were you in a protracted five-year-long legal battle don't don't change the fucking game now and say that you loved him and they don't even mention the legal battle or no. anything around it there's there's a lot of very like strategic silence from fandom yeah it's it, I, again it's one of those things where it's like everything was pre-recorded and for a mm -hmm. reason and it's this reason because can you imagine you imagine the chat when this uh, this oh, happened yeah. it would be people who love the stuff but then there'd be all those people would be like remember when you try to steal the money from his widow yeah, you you liars, and then everyone you know would have been calling uh, Reginald Hudlin Wedgie Hudlin, which was his character on the Boondocks, which was Aaron Magruder flipping him off. <laughs> Wedgie Hudlin, Wedgie Hudlin, is <laughs> what they'd be calling him. But uh, there wasn't really a lot of new stuff here. Basically, hey, we're making the comics we promised you like five years ago. Mm -hmm. So get ready for that. You know, you're getting your milestone characters back. And also, we're maybe doing movies, but it's Hudlin who said that, and Hudlin's a massive fucking liar, and all of his projects fall through. So don't get too married to that concept if he's the one uh, spearheading it. Yeah, I, I, again, and it also makes me wonder, 
how long are the comics going to last? Is this going to be like one of those things where it's like they put out a bunch of books and then like after like maybe a year of doing them, they like quietly like shutter them and and then be like, well, fans can't complain. We gave it to them. After all those years, especially too, uh, when again, apparently AT&T uh, hates imprints. Mm-hmm. Is, the, is Milestone just going to be a new imprint now of DC? It's certainly not going to be a company unto itself like it was back in the day. No, no. Again, this is a subsidiary of a greatly weakened now DC Comics. Yeah, yeah. If nothing else, though, if there was one true silver lining to all of this, they said, look, all the old books that have fallen out of print, all the ones that you couldn't find now, short of pirating or trading or whatever... You can get them now. We're going to make them available where you can see them. That's good. That's really good. That is good. That, like, even just from, like, a this belongs in a museum historical, you know, reclamation standpoint, that's good. These things should exist somewhere in a form where people can find them. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm good on that. Also, hey, thank you, uh, Wilson Dusen, for uh, following. Much appreciated. Thank you. Uh but beyond that, there wasn't much here to talk about. It was cool that they got Phil Lamar in there, because Phil Lamar, hey, he's voiced every one of your favorite black heroes ever. <laughs> yeah, so he has to be on this panel. <laughs> also, also go by Samurai Jack that came out this week, too. He's also in that. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that was definitely fun. But yeah, not, not much to talk about here. This was mostly just them patting themselves on the back and not talking about the lawsuit. And I mean... I guess it got worked out. I guess McDuffie's widow, the executor of his state, and his mother are happy now. So, yeah. no. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it just it just felt kind of dirty for them to congratulate themselves and yeah. say they were the good guys, which they were doing before in that Kirkman documentary about Milestone being like, oh, we were at McDuffie's funeral, and that's how we knew then that we had to bring Milestone back better than ever. I'm like, did that even fucking happen? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Or are you just inventing a story wherein you guys are the good guys? And, you know, this one this one made me sad, too, because I'm like, so many people probably didn't even know the lawsuit happened. No, no, absolutely not. I felt like I was yelling into the void on that one on Twitter. I'm like, does no one remember that this happened? Does no one remember <laughs> that these guys are literally picking over his bones? Yes, I know they were there with him too and mcduffie didn't do it all on his own but you know because he's dead you know he's this extra big hero and because he did more than all of those other guys put together because he worked on justice league and a bunch of other cartoons and everything just saying <laughs> it it reminds me very much of that queen movie where the living members of queen still had control over it <laughs> And they're like, yeah, you know, Freddie Mercury, he was this amazing genius who died before his time. But he was also an asshole who was hard to work with, and we did so much work, and here's why. <laughs> it's like, geez, guys, it's like you're a little little bitter for being, you know, within the shadow of a legend. I get it. I might have been the same. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, there's uh, there's Milestone for you. Now, uh, now, Matt didn't put it on here, but it's one we definitely got to talk about, if only for a minute. Just so, you know, we talked about it and people say, oh, why didn't you talk about it? Uh, the Snyder Cut had its own panel at this point, And I must say, Matt, it was bold and daring of DC and Warner Brothers to broadcast a stream wherein one man just masturbated himself for 20 minutes. Oh, the, the, I, I like kind of tuned in and out of that stream just because I knew what it was going to be. But it was it was a lot worse <laughs> than what I thought it was going to be uh, in that it was so fucking childish. 
man, if uh, if the dude in question jerked himself off much harder, he would have started a fire. And eventually his arm got tired and he invited other people to come in and jerk him off, you know, for him, which literally it was set up in the weirdest fucking way where it's like, come and kiss my ring now, everyone. Come and kiss my ring and tell me I'm a good boy. Yeah, it, it was such a strange panel. Very. And then it's like, okay, so now let's let's talk about some of the architects of the Snyder Cut movement. I mean, members of my cult. I mean, fans like you and me. Like, there was one Chinese woman on there who, I kid you not, at one point during the Snyder Cut uh, panel was like, uh, I love you, I want to marry you. He's already married, lady. That's fucking weird. And I will fight for you. Again, not a cult at all. And you actually knew more about this lady than I did, Matt. Apparently, she's already quite infamous. Oh, yeah. She's uh, very, very infamous in the in the Snyder cult sort of uh, scene. scene and everything. And um, I knew no for, for a fact that she is a huge fucking bully on social media. She has so many fucking, like, uh, was it... Uh, bot accounts and stuff that just like flood people who say anything anything bad about you know daddy zach Mm -hmm. so so literally he had a whole segment just to reward people's bad behavior Mm -hmm. basically yeah pretty much is what fucking blew me away on that one where i'm like wow and again he also found time to argue with people on trailer who had seen the actual Snyder Cut trailer that had leaked out online, and a bunch of people thought that it was a fan edit, because it's like, oh, wow, this is a really bad use of a cover of a Leonard Cohen song. Who would do this? And man, a lot of this just looks like uh, deleted scenes that we've already seen. But no, it turned out that was actually the trailer. Yeah, yeah, full of really bad CGI, and uh, as you said, deleted scenes we have already seen. Wow. I could have told you this, you know, two years ago. This, that's all that his his cut would ever be. How uh, how about that dark side though, Matt? He looks like he has a concave chest. He's not dark side. He's Uaxis. That's all everyone fucking said. Just call him dark side. It's just fucking easier. God damn. (laughs) It's oh, just people going off about that. I don't know why. I really don't know why. Ray Fisher was also there too, and very happy because uh. Again, who crusaded harder than just about anyone else in the actual cast. Mainly because he didn't have sweet fuck all else to do, it seemed like. <laughs> yeah, well, he hasn't had much to, in the way of a career since. And I'm sure he is maybe just a little bit bitter that this movie was supposed to launch him. As Snyder even said, yes, Cyborg was the heart of the movie. And not only that, that the Flash movie wrote him out. Yeah, interesting, interesting. (laughs) And I mean, uh, I know we didn't talk about it on the show uh, proper, but you know, Fisher, who is embroiled in a bit of a feud right now with Joss Whedon, to where I'm like, hey, 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 Joss Whedon has done a lot wrong in the past, but you know, can I say that you're both acting like assholes right now? And can I also say that that, like, looking at like all the stuff that he posts, all it seems to boil down to is he talk to this really very stressed individual who had to reshoot a whole film in mere weeks Mm -hmm. that person understandably who was stressed snapped at him and he didn't like that and that's really all it seems to boil down to Mm. which again there's plenty of stories about Whedon being a much bigger asshole than that oh yeah oh yeah Ask the cast of Buffy, man. This sounds like small potatoes in comparison. Ask his fucking ex-wife. 
Ask his fucking ex-wife, for real. I mean, look, if we're going to say Joss Whedon is a bad man, say it for shit, he actually deserves to be called a bad man for not for, you know, getting a movie in on time and under budget when they needed him to. Yeah, and also, that apparently that was all because Fisher didn't want to say Booyah. Right, which, you know, the thing that fans love, because we can't give them that. No, no, that, this is a movie for, for adults, Joel. So adults. For adults for grown-ups i love he said that on twitter i'm like dude it's the fucking super friends man they're on lunch boxes and night lights you fucking tits I, yeah i fucking love everyone's making fun of him for that posting like like all the toys from the justice league and lego and it's like for, for adults it's for adults everyone you know, Matt, it's a funny thing. When I stomp and cry and piss and moan and say something is adult and grown up, suddenly I sound really childish, don't I? And like I'm trying to project a more refined adult nature than I actually have. I don't know, man. It's like, I'm sorry, Snyder, because it feels like you probably got bullied a lot as a child for liking these things. And now you're projecting like a motherfucker. <laughs> Just saying, it's fucking weird. <laughs> but also i guess you found a lot of other like-minded people who are projecting like motherfuckers and making this about everything but the actual movie that's on screen <laughs> so you know there's there's your snyder cut talk everyone don't don't say we didn't talk about it uh all right after that we had the flash tv panel okay so i checked out for dinner around this point so you're gonna have to take this Matt. yeah well it was just like a kind of boilerplate panel with the stars talking about it they did show a trailer though for season seven which Ooh. uh is i what i imagine would have like the the stuff they showed was i imagine what was going to be the finale of season six <laughs> it was yeah. all just like sort of similar stuff with uh the the mirror master woman uh, going in into the real world and kind of taking everything over flash having ma merely hours left of speed force got to make the speed force mm. uh remake an artificial speed force and all that sort of stuff yeah and i it, forgot it looks it looks pretty cool but yeah it's again it's like oh this 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 doesn't feel like like a new season this is just like the last episode of season six yeah because this like so many other shows this year ended kind of abruptly because of the virus uh i will say uh i really did like that last season i thought it was actually some of the best flash had been in a long time mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was definitely different i i enjoyed that it wasn't a speedster villain yes they cracked the code gave candace Patton something to do i liked the whole doppelganger storyline where it's like oh they could be anyone they could be anything I like they remembered that uh, the police uh, guy who was their friend had a husband that they don't yeah. talk about. Yeah, Detective Singh, yep. <laughs> that Detective Singh had a husband. Like, oh, fuck, I guess we should tell him about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, this, that poor uh, man is this probably worried. This trailer sort of continues all of that. And yeah, it's just the first, the, the last episode of season six, I guess, would just be the first episode of season seven. Yeah, kicking it off with a bang then that's pretty good yeah. that's pretty i did solid. i did find it weird that this got a panel here but like uh, the lscw shows didn't i mean this is probably the one they a have the most faith in and b it yeah. has the most connectivity now to yeah. everything else that's true that's true like yeah like aren't you launching a new batwoman shouldn't you be talking about that oh we don't fucking know what we're doing hey weren't you doing a follow-up to arrow where it was gonna be like all these other characters oh we don't fucking know yeah, yeah, that's one show that they don't even know is even greenlit yet. Yeah, that's true. That's and I, I really don't think it should be because it's 
not full of interesting characters like it's not it's like i don't want to follow those characters anymore because they were the mm. worst part of season eight going back into like the, the future they, they were they were terrible terrible characters right. yeah well here's hoping flash can come back strong and also too in that episode are they gonna have to explain what happened to elongated man oh no he died <laughs> in a fire in between episodes oh no you know what they're gonna do they're gonna do some like fucking plot where it's like his face changes and he can't change it back but he can still morph into other people and he just can't ever morph into that actor <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they that would be interesting because they never said they're writing elongated man off. I thought it would be interesting. Uh, maybe actually take identity crisis, but switch it now to where he's horribly murdered. And uh, what is it? It's Sue who has to solve his murder, and maybe she gets his powers and becomes the elongated woman. <laughs> I could see them doing that as well. But yeah, yeah, you're right. He's a shape changer. We can just fucking recast him. It's written right in. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Hey, I'm still, I'm still the man you know. I'm still him. I'm still, <laughs> I'm, I'm still Doug. No, Eel. No, whatever. You, whatever. <laughs> hey, there you go. Just have Eel O'Brien come in. <laughs> yeah, just don't change anything. Oh no, Crisis Energy changed everything. <laughs> Ralph Dibney became Eel O'Brien. They can do that for that show, but not for Batwoman. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't worry, guys. I'm still lots of fun. You'll learn to love me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ralph died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> That's a shame. Uh, all right, after that was the Black Adam panel. And again, I was still eating at this time, but I didn't see anything for a new trailer or anything else. So I'm guessing nothing fucking important happened. I mean, something important did happen. We got like quite a fucking fair bit from it. There is actually a trailer for it. Oh, um, shit. Why didn't I see it? Yeah, it's like an animated uh, trailer that they cut together with the concept art oh um kind of explaining black adam's story and everything him getting like the powers and they get he gets locked away and then he comes back and uh yeah the, it's confirmed the jsa are going to appear in this hawkman uh dr mm -hmm. fate cyclone and adam smasher i think were that's the, were the members that's actually really cool because yeah black adam would be old so it would make sense that he ran into the jsa at some point yeah yeah so and they yeah they're gonna fight him maybe but he might also be joining them because as the rock was quick to say the black adam is uh he, he understands black adam very well he, he understands that black adam sees himself as an anti-hero and doing what must be done for kandak and mm. for his people and everything so he doesn't see himself as a villain Mm -hmm. so, so they got all that sort of stuff there was a hint that maybe he might be fighting superman mm, yeah i know they kind of teased that before those yeah. two fighting but but what superman <laughs> yeah yeah which one yeah, i don't know crisis energy comes in and, <laughs> and changes henry cavill into someone else john ham <laughs> hey that'd be pretty damn awesome the uh, earth 2 jsa superman uh, I actually have it on very good authority, actually, from uh, Justin Halpern, the guy who did Harley Quinn. They actually wanted John Hamm to be their Batman, and Warner Brothers said no, which means they wanted him for something else. <laughs> so, like, quite possibly. Ooh, quite fucking awesome. possible. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm totally fucking down with that. John Hamm comes out with, you know, the S curl and everything. Hey, everybody, it's me. Oh, that'd be cool. But yeah, no, it was really cool. We got a we got a look at Black Adam as well. Well, like a concept look. Um, and he looks he looks pretty good. The only thing I don't like is that he doesn't have the hair. He's like he's mm. like just the rock bald. 
Mainly because I don't think The Rock can grow hair. <laughs> no, not anymore. The Rock ain't growing out his hair. Tell you what, go uh, go back and look at him when he first premiered in wrestling as Rocky Maivia. His head looked like a fucking pineapple. I see why he <laughs> cut his hair and never looked back. <laughs> but he does have the pointy ears. And, yes, that's cool. And as well, I don't. I didn't see anyone else pick up on this. I'm sure someone did, but I didn't see anyone. In one of the concept art, he's carrying the fucking Eclipso Stone. Ooh, nice. so what does that mean for like super uh star girl can they still use him or like yeah multiverse mad it's all yeah, it's, multiverse that's true it's all connected get your cork boards out because it's all connected <laughs> pepe sylvia is joining the jsa because <laughs> it's all connected uh, yeah, that's cool. I'll have to fucking check that out then. Mm. Uh, also, didn't they finally announce, too, that Shazam actually... Shazam 2 has a title now. It's God's Fury. Yeah, Fury of the Gods. But what god says David F. Sandberg? We don't know. Yeah, yes. Do we Do we mean the Greek gods? It would make a lot of sense because, you know, uh, Strength of Hercules, uh, Speed of Apollo, etc., etc. But then again... They could also kind of, you know, screw you and be like, hey, guess what? We were actually talking about the new gods. Yeah, yeah. They could also just mean Simbad, you know? Yeah, Simbad the Sailor Man. Because Simbad is in this for some reason. <laughs> I don't know who he's... Simbad is Billy Batson's father. <laughs> look, son. He's CC. <laughs> look, look, I'm sorry, son. I'm sorry I couldn't get you that Turbo Man and I went to jail. Simbad, wrong movie, whatever. Yeah, I went to jail for postal, posting bombs and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. Who's Simbad? Oh, Simbad could be Talkie Tawny. He could be the tiger. I, 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 I saw someone say that he could be that. And I, I'd, I'd like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. He's got I a think good... on the poster, we didn't get a good look at the poster because they only showed it in the live stream on horrible resolution um yeah. uh there is i think animals on the poster i'm not sure and unless until they release that poster officially I, I won't know i'm so glad we're getting a shazam too shazam one was was horribly underrated not enough people saw it no no I, i'm glad it's getting a second and i'm glad that it's like the same director and everything continuing yeah on. yeah absolutely new christmas classic will this one take place at christmas too i wonder or should you like change up change up like like go to easter or something oh yeah everyone's got to be someday it's halloween this time <laughs> each movie's a different holiday president's day <laughs> a lot of good places you could go with it arbor day <laughs> i don't even know what arbor day La labor day they can't wear white oh no <laughs> the true source of their power <laughs> but yeah so that's uh, that's good shit uh, then we had Aquaman. You said this one was nothing, and again, I didn't see this one either. It was it was literally just James Wan and Patrick uh, Wilson just broing out for like ten minutes, and then it ended awesome. like like abruptly. Like it, it seemed like they they had more to say, but then that 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 uh, intern editor just fucking cut it. But yeah, so no, they sounds... they just said that that uh, King Orm's going to be in second Aquaman. That's about it. Now you would think so. Again, I was like they're probably not writing yet they probably can't film it right yeah. now yeah probably a lot they can't do yeah but you know i, I enjoyed aquaman enough so i'm down for it mm. uh another thing i don't think I actually made it on the list but it's something i was sure to watch uh harley quinn had a funny little segment there where she was answering fan questions and uh 
wasn't animated great, but they even make a joke about that. Yeah, I, I like. I was watching. I'm like, this isn't like the this isn't like the show. This this was like slapped together. It's like, oh, they made a joke about it. It's it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> that's uh, that's some early South Park shit right there. But yeah, continues to be funny. Man, Harley is so great because she can just endlessly dunk on and poke fun at everything else <laughs> in the DC universe, which is so what they need, something to take them down a peg and make them not so serious. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved that so freaking much. What was frightening, though, is that they still haven't announced season three yet. They even made a joke about how we're not here to announce season three, sadly. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know why they haven't. Maybe, maybe it's like one of those things like, well, we want to announce it, but we don't know what streaming platform we're going to put it on. <laughs> I really thought they were going to answer that, too, where it's like, hey, we're killing, you know, DC Universe, or we're folding it to HBO Max, but no, they didn't do that. No. That's weird. If nothing else, I'm happy that Justin Halpern just didn't lie to me and be like, we don't know if we're doing a season three. No, he legitimately, <laughs> the executive producer legitimately did not know if they were doing a season three. <laughs> <laughs> think about that for a second big popular show everyone's talking about it we don't know and it's especially we considering the turnaround between seasons one and two yeah that they got an order for 26 episodes it's like well, what about season three yeah and again harley made fun of it it's like well they're probably watching the hbo max number so if you want it go watch it on hbo max <laughs> and also it's probably up to some fucking limp dick executive mm-hmm to decide if it comes back or not and i'm like that is so funny and so sad because it's so true yeah yeah but hey you know what at least harley quinn uh got a segment in this unlike uh young justice where it's like hey any word on season four of that um yeah no titans got it titans got it that's not you know remember titans i try not to yeah they announced some stuff they announced that jason todd's becoming red hood and uh what else they now oh barbara gordon's joining the show because they're going to gotham and i'm like, like who gives a shit it's like again like we're gonna have a jason todd who's a little boy he's <laughs> a little boy um without also being killed by the joker as well All right. so he's just gonna like turn it because he's sad are they are they gonna force uh killing joke in here are we gonna have barbara crippled by the end of this or is she already gonna be in a wheelchair are they gonna make a big scene where she like rolls over uh what is it like a criminal and rolls just be like his neck and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah rolls over his testicles and it's like yeah fuck batman <laughs> that's what they're gonna do uh <laughs> That show is not for me, if you couldn't tell. I tried watching it, and it caused me Who great pain. For? Who is it for? I don't really know, because it's like, hey, let's mash up Wolfman and Perez-era Titans with Dark Knight Returns for some reason. Yeah, it's it's very strange. It's, it's very strange as well, considering, like, um, uh, Greg Berlanti produces it. It's, yeah, like, it's, like, it's like, this is nothing, like, he produces, like, Stargirl and all that stuff. So, like, this is completely different to what you usually do. Usually yeah. you have a pretty good handle on these characters. Yeah, I mean, like, I like every other show that was on the DC Universe app, you know, Doom Patrol mm. and Stargirl and Harley, and they all knocked it out of the park. Yeah, you might be onto something, uh, soldier. Edgy preteens, I guess. It, I guess it's for the Riverdale crowd, where it's like, yeah, it's kind of like a thing you know, but darker and more fucked up yes i don't get it i don't get it 
I don't get it, but I guess enough people like it that they're coming out with a season three, so more power to them, I guess. Yeah. I will I will let people like things. Uh but dum ba dum ba dum. Alright, ooh, so we got some more video game stuff here. Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League, which yeah, that actually is the name and not a joke name. <laughs> no, no it isn't. <laughs> Which is fine by me, because the game actually has a real sense of humor, and there's more color going on than your average Rocksteady thing. In fact, they pretty much drop the Arkham aesthetic completely and do a new thing. It actually felt a lot like Sunset Overdrive. And it makes sense, because we're not in Gotham anymore. We're not in Arkham yeah. anymore. We're in Metropolis. Yeah, which is pretty fucking dope, actually. And goddamn Brainiac is attacking. Yeah, Brainiac is attacking and has mind-controlled superman maybe and assumedly all the other heroes which is how they get to be boss fights and also explain away why they're hurting people mm -hmm. but also still being superpowered yeah 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 i'm down for it i can i can dig i can do it uh I, this clearly must still be really early on in production because unlike gotham knights where like we saw gameplay we don't even know what kind of game this is yet yeah, the the guy who Will Arnett interviewed afterwards, like, I don't even think he really knew. Like, it sounded like it's similar to that uh, Gotham Knights game where it's like you can have four-player co-op or you can play on right. your own and then switch between the members. And, yeah, it just seemed exactly the same. <laughs> also, Jane saying Deadshot is a black guy even though he's white. Uh, did yeah. you miss the Suicide Squad movie, Jaden? Uh, I think you missed the Suicide Squad movie, which clearly this game was in development along the movie, which mm -hmm. is why he looks like Will Smith. But then why did they... I, that's why I don't understand why the guy said this is set in the Arkham universe. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> it's like, they, just, just say he's like Deadshot 3 or something and just like uh, he, he killed Floyd or something. <laughs> uh, I think I have the answer. Multiverse. Multiverse. <laughs> DC Multiverse. It's on the Multiverse. by DC Fandom. DC Fandom. Oh, man, multiverse is going to be our new uh, creativity over continuity. I, <laughs> I can tell you that right now for free. As, as Louise rightly says, it's Deadshot who gives a fuck. Thank you, Louise. <laughs> You're absolutely correct on that. Uh, yeah, because when I looked at this, I got a real, like, Left for Dead vibe where it's like, okay, so is it you and four friends mm. taking on, like, waves of Brainiac drones and then these guys are, like, the bosses at the end, like the big super undeads? Yeah, it definitely seems like that. Like, again, like, it's a CGI trailer and you can't really get any sense of the gameplay from it. Oh. But, yeah, from what the guy said, it, it sounds like that or like a combination of that and, like, what Gotham Knights was where it's, like it's kind of like an rpg because you can customize your gear and everything so it's literally the same game except from the villain's point of view yeah you know what i was actually uh, super afraid of actually when i first saw the trail and i saw them all jumping around and everything i'm like oh no is this a hero shooter is is this an overwatch is this a fortnite <laughs> Did they, did they just slap Suicide Squad on a Fortnite? Which they did for G.I. Joe, if you've been paying attention. Yes, they did. Again, it's impossible to tell because it is a CGI trailer. And again, what type of game it is might even change by the time we actually do see gameplay. Yeah, and well, this doesn't come out till 2022, so it's definitely next-gen stuff. And yeah, we're probably going to see quite a few changes, I have to say. I imagine we're going to see quite a few changes.
because there always are yeah is it first person is it third person we don't know it's it's rock steady and a lot of these guys fight with uh, projectile weapons and so much of their other combat in the batman games was all melee uh what is it kind of rhythm based combat so what, what what does it mean basil what does it mean yeah i knew these characters even going to look like this when the game comes out who knows? Again, it's like Rocksteady. You you guys haven't made shooters before, and Boomerang's probably going to play like a shooter, and Deadshot definitely going to play like a shooter, and he have Jetpack now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, and again, like, Boomerang has a weird teleportation device like Tim did in that Arkham game. Yeah, that's a popular thing now, isn't it? Characters being able to teleport. And they're both ranged characters as well. Eh, eh, I don't know. <laughs> oh no man it's quite a thing but uh, yeah i mean it definitely looks cool i mean i like suicide squad i like video games our our cup fucking runneth over with superhero video games now between this avengers that miles morales spider-man game people have realized you can make money from them if you do them good for real yeah that spider-man game like open pandora's box clearly and now everyone wants a little bit of that spider dollars yeah which I am down for that. Again, more content for us, more shit to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, I know the chat was saying, too, in some leaks that I guess we now know are 100% true. Uh, as the Suicide Squad, you can either kill or capture, but they won't let you kill or capture the Trinity. Ah, uh, so you can kill or capture, like, Green Lantern and stuff, can you? You can, Yeah, like, apparently Kyle Rayner and Wally are in this, and you can totally kill them. Oh, nice. I'm gonna fridge fridge Kyle so hard. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking <laughs> fridge him so hard. And then when I'm beating on Wally, I'm gonna be like, "This is for heroes in crisis. Yeah, this is for Dan DiDio." <laughs> yeah, he said Dan DiDio sends his regard. <laughs> Reigns of Castamir starts playing in the background. <laughs> uh, also, apparently, like Batman's not in this though. I like apparently there's some concocted reason as why there's no Batman. Oh God, is he like somehow stuck in Arkham? <laughs> Or something, yeah. Maybe it's just like, look, we don't even want to touch Batman. I reckon they should do a Batman, but you don't know if it's Bruce Wayne, and then it's like revealed it's like Dick. Yeah, Red Robin apparently, according to the leak, is in the game instead of Batman. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's kind of a kind of a downgrade. Yeah, really. It's me, Red Robin. I'm just as good. Don't you mean Drake right now? No, I'd never wear brown. Fuck you. <laughs> that's dumb as shit. <laughs> I'm a big boy. <laughs> which i guess too because realistically it'd be easier to kill batman than it would be to kill superman and wonder woman <laughs> yeah yeah we keep shooting them but nothing's happening <laughs> so uh yeah i guess that's it man i guess that's everything from fandom not everything All... we got one more oh. thing oh shit that's right the maybe the biggest one how did i forget <laughs> that <laughs> Uh, so yeah, a, a little trailer for a little indie movie you may possibly have uh, heard about it once or twice. Uh, it stars the Robert Pattinson. It's from the Planet of the Apes guy. Uh, I believe it's called uh, Nightman. <laughs> Nightman, the fighter of the the, the light man. <laughs> yeah, champion of the sun. It's going to be very popular. <laughs> now, of course, it's uh, the Batman from uh, the Matt Reeves and. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty fucking cool trailer. It's a damn fucking good trailer. Considering yeah. they only had 25% of the film shot. 
Tell me about it. Uh, I will say, though, one thing I didn't like about it, and it's not really the Batman's fault. It's every other trailer we saw's fault. No more cover songs. Joel, <laughs> no like cover songs. You can only do a cover song if it's a sad song you make happy or a happy song you make sad. No do Nirvana, which already bleak song, do bleak cover of. And also, what Zack Snyder have against Leonard Cohen, why he always do bad cover of Leonard Cohen's song and everything. Did well, Leonard see, Cohen he run ruined over it. his dog? He, he ruined it by always doing it. Yeah, did, did Leonard Cohen run over his fucking dog? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Robert Pattinson's costume looks really good. You, uh, you actually pointed out something on Twitter that I never even considered, but I totally agree with. What, what's that? Uh, that uh, Batman's just hanging out with cops, helping them solve murders like in the comics. It's great, eh? Feels right, doesn't it? Like, how yeah. did it take us so long to get here? Yeah, he just walks around the crime scene, does his Batman thing, and Gordon's like, yeah, it's my friend the Batman. Yeah, and then later on in the trailer, there's a clip of him and, like, like getting into a brawl with cops. Yes, absolutely. Like, uh, it, like in, like, a cop station. Mm-hmm, yeah, I wonder how we got there. Uh, stylistically, boy, they probably watched Seven a lot, didn't they? Because this feels a fuck lot like Seven. Yeah, I, again, uh, Matt Reeves said like movies like Chinatown and Taxi Driver and all those type of like gritty seventies sort of mystery movies are going to mm. be uh, very influential on this. And again, like Seven, definitely very influential on this. Again, some serial killer going around doing elaborate crimes and leaving green riddle cards behind. Hmm. <laughs> imagine, imagine making making a riddler terrifying. How good yeah. is that? Yeah, scary Riddler guy. You can't find him. He's got an obsession with this hero who's been running around. So now the stakes have been raised, and now I want to be your villain. And so Batman has to actually, you know, go out of his way to use his mind and be a detective to catch a killer. One thing I also really enjoyed is they completely shied away from what other Batman films have done, which is here's Bruce Wayne. He's a, you know handsome billionaire and he fights mm. crime with all these cool gadgets and a big action and all that here it looks like uh pattinson's bruce is just as mentally ill as the villains he practices karate on <laughs> yeah not a not a bad take i mean the image that you know everyone is talking about is that he takes off the mask and you see that he's actually painted his eyes which is mm. like yeah he'd have to do that i'm glad they're actually saying that he does that now well, they they do that in the other batman films in like the uh the schumacher and the burton ones and then like whenever he takes his mask off it's mm -hmm. not there and it's so annoying and i'm so glad they f like after what eight or nine movies they finally done it which again says a lot about his mental state in the i paint my face for this yeah <laughs> Yeah, which again, you know, when he cries, it's all that much sadder. But he does more than mope, Matt. His Batman uh, beats the fuck out of clowns in the street. <laughs> Boy, does he ever. And uh, as someone pointed out on Twitter to me, he beats them when they're down as well. And it's like, that's yes. such a Batman thing. Yeah, really. Which, man, I'm like, yeah, okay, I buy this dude is crazy. I buy this dude is dangerous. And also, like, I, like, I'm a great martial artist, but you're like a shitty clown. So punch, punch, <laughs> punch, punch. <laughs> just no just no technique, Joe nothing, just punch, punch, punch. I kind of like that, like, like an early Batman who doesn't have, like, all that, like, fancy, like, League of Assassins training or anything. Yeah. And it's, he's just, like pure rage and it's just like he'll, he'll use the environment to he'll throw a fucking like piano at you or something or yeah just beat yeah, the makes, fuck out of you or something 
Yeah, I like that idea where it's like, no, you know, I'm young, I'm invincible, nothing can mm-hmm. hurt me, or if I do, I'll bounce back from it, as opposed to later Batman, who's matured and is like, no, I will use my enemy's tactics against them, you know, kung fu, don't overexert yourself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, we also, uh, again, you know, we mentioned Riddler before, but there's lots of other villains. We briefly see, uh, what is it, Colin, uh, what's his face? See, as see, see, I don't think we do it. Everyone keeps saying that that's him for no reason. The guy, it doesn't even look like Colin Farrell, because we've seen pictures of Colin Farrell as the Penguin, and he looks like Emperor Penguin. Oh, really? Um, with, the, sure. with the, like, slick back, like, silver hair and everything. We've seen, like, set photos. Looks nothing like that guy. So I'm going to assume the guy everyone thinks that is Penguin isn't Penguin and is actually uh, Sal Maroney. Oh, okay. See, yeah, I like that better, Matt. I think you're And it kind of makes sense because, like, in the sense. scene that he's in, he's in, like, with a bunch of, like, other, like, like thugs and stuff. And they're all, like, got, like, yeah. machine guns and stuff shooting him and everything. So it kind of makes sense it would be him, like batman's stopping like a drug deal or something and he's like yeah look at look at that guy yeah yeah you're right matt definitely as i look at the face now you're probably on just i think i think people mistook a very roman italian american nose and being like well obviously he's the penguin look at that honker on his face (laughs) no guys that's that's just what some italian people look like i'm sorry But, uh, yeah, okay, if he's Emperor Penguin, yeah, I can buy that, where he's all, like, slick boss tweed of Gotham mm-hmm. and everything, all pimped out. That's what he looked like in the set photos. Yeah, he had, like, the long coat on and, like, an umbrella and everything. Is uh, is he going to use his real accent, you think, or is he going to American it up? Ooh, I'd, li- I'd love, like, a... Uh, what is he? He's Irish. It's Colin Farrell, isn't he? Yes, I do Yeah, I'd love so. an Irish Penguin. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it's funny how, like, no one can ever really uh, hammer down where he's from, where it's like, he's from Gotham, but he spent some time abroad and picked up the accent because <laughs> he's a fucking douchebag. <laughs> well, he's also oh, a yeah. rich family as well. His parents could have been Irish or something. There you go. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at the set photo now. Yep, he's got an umbrella and, yeah, a big fancy pea coat and everything. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that definitely makes more sense. And we also see proto-Catwoman as well, who I like her ski mask forms cat ears that's pretty cool because it's too big and baggy <laughs> yeah on her on her small head and everything so yeah wow we're getting multiple villains in one movie but it actually doesn't feel too overpacked doesn't feel packed not at all not at all i think as as matt reeve said the all these characters are like before we know them like like they yeah. are kind of there but they're not yet and we'll will over the course of the movie and probably the next movie and that gcpd show probably learn more about yeah them. Matt Reeves had the best interview by far when he was talking to Aisha Chat. You could tell that that was the one they knew. This is the big one. This is the big enchilada. Don't cheap out on this one. And they didn't. No, they didn't. Yeah, so this this looks cool. Oh, I guess, too, we also saw uh, Gordon there as well, who, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that looks like Gordon, just haggard as fuck. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright looks damn good as Gordon. Yeah, just haggard as fuck, walking around here. Also, too, the idea that, you know, we got uh, a Gordon who is not a traditional white guy now. I hope that means when we get Batgirl, she will also not be a traditional Mm. white actress. Mm. Seeing as we're doing some colorblind casting for Batman, which I think you can get away with, with these characters that are, like, so, so done to death at every medium, where it's like, you can have one that's different. Yeah, yeah. Well, as well as it's good you mentioned that because it also because also during this whole thing, um, it was also confirmed uh, John Rid- Ridley's Batman 5G stuff is a hundred percent going forward. 
Yes, that's right. They, they had a weird thing when they were talking where it's like, there's a 47% chance that a white person won't be Batman in this book. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Just, if it's say, if it, just say it, you know? Just just say it's Luke Fox, and eventually they did, because I know Jimmy Palmiotti was happy, because he's like, yeah, I invented Luke Fox, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and we get, we're getting apparently a four-issue miniseries from John Ridley, uh, and I think Nick Derrigan, um, mm. the artist who did like the Batman Universe book and all that, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, with Luke Fox as Batman, that apparently is going to have big repercussions on the DC Universe, so I imagine... This will be like his like primer series, and then it'll go off onto the, the main book. Yeah, I guess it because like apparently his series was supposed to be twelve issues, and it got like mm-hmm. moved down to less. So I don't know, man. I guess we talked about this last week. I guess it's cool that they didn't throw out all of five G, and they're letting you know an interesting film writer write what should be an interesting comic. But at the same time, too, it's like where. Where is any of this going to fit in? Is any of this going to matter? You say it's going to matter, but I feel like none of this is going to matter by January when you reboot everything anyway. Yeah, well, again, this, I think, all comes stems from that 5G stuff, which was going to be the reboot anyway. Yeah. So, so again, I could see this being... I could see it being like, oh, because uh, in Death Metal, we've obviously got a Batman who has a Black Lantern ring and... Uh, it could be possible that maybe Bruce Wayne dies during the end of that event and someone has to take over and through a series of events it becomes Luke Fox yeah I guess I could see that happening yeah quite but I mean I'll definitely read it one way or another I mean I want to support different shit and I like Luke Fox I was a big booster of his Batwing book back in the day when it was Palmiotti writing, I always thought they gave up on Luke way too fucking quickly. Yeah, yeah, I always liked him as well, and hopefully if this means he comes back in popularity, they'll do something with him on that Batwoman TV show, because he's Luke Fox only a name on that show. I forgot that was a thing. Hell, his crazy alternate counterpart was closer oh, to him. Man. His alter- his, his Elseworlds counterpart was so much better. Opening the door with his shirt up and everything sucked. <laughs> Well, why was he running around with, like, an old man with his shirt open? That was a bit weird. No, no idea. <laughs> also, hey, you know what else would probably be good to bring Batwing back uh, into prominence? You know, with that Gotham Knight game, imagine the Batwing DLC. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. He's Batman, but also Iron Man. <laughs> What's not to love? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess with that out of the way, uh, we've done a whole full show now, an hour 30, talking about the fandom. We covered everything that was fit to print. Uh, what did you think of fandom, Matt, ultimately, as we do our big kind of summation? Ultimately, I thought it was pretty damn good. There were parts in it that kind of made me question uh, some of the stuff that AT&T are doing, like they're obviously pre-recording all this stuff and not even going any, trying to, like... Uh, distract everyone from the fact that they're kind of gutting all their companies there and everything and all that but yeah other than that i thought it was pretty damn good yeah the stuff i liked i was gonna like anyway regardless of one uh, when they told me or if it was part of a big show or not the rest of it was made kind of hard to swallow again by the specter of corporate interference and by the massive uh company-wide bloodletting that's been taking place again not their fault, but again, made harder to deal with, where it's like, ooh, you did this uh, months in advance because you probably knew, huh? And, oh, you're using fans' love as a prop 
at everything and like, oh, look at us. Aren't we good guys? I'm like this. You meant this to be damage control. You're like, no, no, see, it's cool. We can fire everyone on Monday because in two weeks we're going to do this and they're going to be talking about Batman and they're not going to care what evil schmucks we are. Yeah, yeah. And again, it it, it makes me wonder about this, like, because they obviously separated it. Uh, like what's that second part going to be like now 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 that it's like because it's further in the further in the future from this whole like firing stuff and more firing could happen between that books could get cancelled stuff like that it probably will i guess we'll have to wait till september to find out for sure especially because this one looks to be more comic focused the one that they moved yeah comic and tv focused yeah yeah which again, too, it's like you, you guys had a chance to edit a lot of this stuff and you didn't. Did you move that stuff because you have to edit out people you fired and shit that's not happening anymore? Kind of makes you think that, doesn't it? <sighs> Man. You have to edit people out and edit new people in that have taken those roles. and Because like, there was stuff here, like again, the cultish Schneider people, where it's like you, you had a long time to edit that out and you kept that in. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's the, that's the weird thing. They'll keep stuff like that in, where he just spends like what twenty, thirty minutes just shitting all over fucking DC, just yeah. shitting all over what the comics mean and everything, and that yet they won't you know talk about like like the Dwayne McDuffie stuff won't mention anything about like all that stuff. No, no, we were in a lawsuit. No, no, it's fine. Everything's cool. Yeah, it's so weird. It's very weird. Again, the stuff I liked, I liked everything else felt a little gross and felt grosser because of everything that's been going on would uh would you like to see fandom become a yearly thing mass i mean if they if they maybe refine it just a little bit more a little bit more uh, i'd like to see that i'd like to see that sort of become like their uh like comic-con their hall h yeah you know and they move away from the whole comic-con sort of stuff and just do something like this everyone can I mean, go we can all go and you know yeah yeah I, yeah, like like their E3. I, I definitely think that this was a trial run for exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying because they didn't get Comic-Con. They're like, well, let's bet on ourselves and do our own thing. I, I imagine, too, that it felt weird and janky because we are doing this during a global fucking plague right now where no one could be in the same room and no one could actually be within six feet of each other. Maybe if they actually did film this on a goddamn studio and have one host and everything, maybe it would be better. Yeah, yeah just yeah again as i said just tighten it up a little bit like um as you said it's a trial run so yeah i imagine they'll they if they end up doing it again or maybe this was a trial run for the next next one they do in yeah. september and maybe tighten that one up a little bit more but yeah um There's... the only the only thing i wish they don't they won't do if they do make this a, a, a yearly thing they don't put it behind like a fucking paywall like you gotta have hbo yeah. max to to view this or oh oh don't give him like any that. ideas man yeah. They, some someone just heard you, Matt. And they're like, "Wait, we could put this on the <laughs> app." Rushing into a boardroom at the moment. <laughs> my God, they are! You just gave them a million dollar <laughs> idea, Matt. Oh my God, are you sure you don't work for AT and T? Because you're an evil <laughs> genius, Matt. Wow. Oh my God, that's the dark future. If you want E three, you got to get this app. You want D twenty three, you got to get the app. Mm-hmm. We're put, hiding it all behind apps now. <laughs> Oh, that just ruined my night right there. They might put all these shows behind apps. Oh, man. But, Either, uh, you know what's going to happen. 
Of course. All right. So on that apocalyptic note, everyone will start <laughs> winding the show down. Be sure to tell us in the comment section before, what was your favorite part of Fandom? What's the project that you're the most excited about? And what's a thing that you would change if this does end up becoming a yearly uh, yearly thing? I'd be interested to see what people have to say on that matter. And uh, again, uh, I want to thank everyone for coming and joining Matt and myself uh, for spending our Saturday night here. We had quite a few people here, Matt. We did. We got upwards of like 60 people people that's great uh, that's fucking dope i'm glad everyone came out and said hey uh on the off chance you're new uh you'll get to relive the magic uh over on the cape joel youtube channel uh wednesday 8 a.m uh eastern standard time is uh when i upload it uh if you're a patron which you can become for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the lights on helps keep everything running smoothly uh you'll probably get the video and audio version of this right away matt tries to get it to you and i try and put it up on patreon as soon as i can and, uh, yeah, that's just about it. You uh, you got anything else uh, cooking up, Matt? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, not really. I'm probably going to go, like, sleep for 12 hours now. <laughs> yeah, you've uh, you've certainly earned it. Uh, yeah, uh, as for me, I am uh, continuing to uh, not leave my house uh, because of quarantine <laughs> and no tenant, other reason. But tenant and unhinged. <laughs> Man, I, I kind of look at myself in the mirror today. This is the palest I've ever been in August. <laughs> I have not gone to my condo's pool once because they have all these rules where it's like, well, you can't use the facilities here and you can't shower and you got to bring your mask and you don't have to have the mask on in the pool, but you have to have it when you're off. And I'm just Swing like that. A mask. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's too many fucking rules. And because it's so hot in here, the AC sucks. All the old people are over there and you can only have like eight people over there at a time. And I'm like, that's that's not just, I'm just going to fucking sweat through my clothes and go shower. It's fine. <laughs> just just, just pretend your shower is a, is a pool. There you go. Cover the drain and fill it up with water. <laughs> I, I take solace knowing I'm not the only one living like this right now. There's a lot of people whose summer is just whizzing by for them. <laughs> yeah. It's going to suck when uh, Halloween whizzes by. I, I like yeah. a lot of parents are like, how are we going to deal with that? That like Halloween is just canceled this year. <laughs> no, no Halloween parties, no sexy costumes to be found. We're all just going to have to eat candy at home. And dress up for no reason, <laughs> and it's gonna suck. Gonna have, like, have like um, was it Zoom Zoom trick or treats where like oh, you just man. set your Zoom up and then random people join and just trick or treat and I don't know what you do. You know, send them a virus or something. I don't know. Give you give you candy bits instead of bitcoins. <laughs> it's candy coins. <laughs> you can uh, you can take these candy coins and I don't know trade them for actual candy somewhere. Yeah, each candy buck is worth two real bucks. Oh man, that's that's a good exchange rate. Holy shit! <laughs> or you can hold on to your candy coins for you know when uh, the economy crashes and you know paper money goes away. No, that guy that just bought pizza with these candy coins just lost out on forty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I had pizza tonight actually. <laughs> that was that was my cheat meal because I've been good on my diet and I earned it. And also NXT had a thing tonight. AEW had a show and I needed it. <laughs> Everyone had shows tonight. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. All right, everyone. So for real, we're going to bring the show to a close. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out and listening to us and everything. If you still stuck around through pool talk and candy coin talk, you are the real OGs, the true fans, and let no one tell you any different. <laughs> All right, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.